and welcome to a very special episode of That's What People Do. You are joined as ever by me, Ryan McGowan, and I have with me again James Kay. Hello, buddy. Hello, always here. Um, how are you? Yeah, I'm okay. I've got a bit of a cold, which I don't really understand because I've been isolating. So I don't know where that's come from. But apart from that, tip top. Do you think it's got something to do then, maybe, with um, being indoors for so long? Yeah, sort of the immune, immune system has dropped. That's 100%. exactly it. Yeah. 100%. I need to get out more. I think it's because my brother's gone back to work as well. So he's bringing in all these germs again. And my body's just like, what? So yeah, yeah. I think I need to get out. Too many germs about, man. But I haven't been out in like four, well, I have. I've been out a few times in like four months. But I'm a hero. When people ask about coronavirus, I'm like, I didn't go out. I'm a bloody hero. Yeah, but that, your kids will be like, what did you do during the pandemic, dad? And you'll go, absolutely nothing. And in doing so, I saved countless lives. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so today is quite a special episode for us. Um, if you've been listening from the start, you may understand why. If you're new to us, then I'm about to tell you why. This is episode 52. Now, for those unaware, there are 52 weeks in the year. We bring out an episode once every week. Although I think we may have missed one or two weeks. But nonetheless, this is episode 52, which means this is, that's what people do's first birthday. Hooray and happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, we have been doing this now for a full year. Uh, we've alluded to it back in a previous episode, but we first started, we were in uh, um, sort of some small made up studio. It was like the hottest day of the year. It uh, was fucking horrible. Yeah, it was, it was like a... A wet t-shirt competition, but not the good kind. It was grim. I could, like That heat, I've never felt heat like it. It was awful. We had the windows open and everything between every episode and nothing happened. You opened the windows and nothing happened. Normally you get like a gust of wind or something, a breeze, nothing. If anything, it just nothing. let more hot air in. Yeah, yeah, it didn't help. Um, and so what we thought we'd do, um, as we've just had like a heavy three-part on Mr. Winston Churchill, um, We'd be interested to hear your thoughts on Mr. Winston Churchill. Uh, we thought we'd have a nice relaxed episode this this week. Uh, we have a documentary episode like we've done before with I Love You Now Die and with the Miranda, is it, was it? Miranda? Where are you getting that from? Uh, Amanda Knox. Amanda Knox. And it's, Miranda. <laughs> it's like a, a, I knew there were some letters there that were the same. <laughs> close enough yeah we've gone for a nice relaxed fit some uh, a friend of ours uh, alex has recommended a documentary for us to watch and said i think you might guys might like this dude's story so we've given it a watch this documentary is called searching for sugar man you can find Which it never heard of by the way i've never uh, heard no, of this absolutely never heard of it it's a small um a small budget small documentary that where i think it appeared in the can festival uh, I think it won a mm. few awards. It's a really, really fucking great documentary. I really recommend it to anyone who's interested in music or just in general, the story is fantastic. Um, so yeah, we gave it a go. You can find it on Amazon and YouTube and all those sort of things. And we're just basically going to run for it and talk about it. So um, um, yeah, enjoy our nice relaxed fit this episode for our first birthday. We're going to sit back just have a nice good old chin chat so yeah all we had to do was watch a documentary yeah all, yeah we thought we'd, we'd relax we've been doing this for a year so let's enjoy it and just sit and watch the documentary and it was lovely and it does start off which i think is a very great way of starting off with um a car 
driving across, uh, driving around South Africa. There's a nice coastal image. He's driving around the mountainside. He's got like a little VW, I think it is. And it's got music playing by an artist called Rodriguez. And this dude who's driving it is named Steven Siegerman, or as he's nicknamed, Sugar, because supposedly when he was in the military, no one could pronounce his name, so they just called him Sugar instead. Seems fair. Yeah. Which which it, it threw me, because the fact that he was called Sugar and the documentary was called Searching for Sugar Man, like straight away I thought, oh, I found him. <laughs> Do you know what? I did exactly the same thing when I watched oh, it. Oh, well, I genuinely, you know. The... I was like, oh, this is like an hour and a half. <laughs> Yeah, here he is, but no, we were wrong. No, so uh, Steven Seagerman is not Sugar Man. Um, and it then cuts, he's like talking about, um, he's talking about the, this music and how, how it meant to him um, and whatnot. And then it cuts to this really smoky backwater bar in Detroit in America. And you've got a someone on stage with their back to the audience you don't you just just a silhouette and as i say the, the bar is all smoky and there's just it's hazy and you can't tell anything but all you can hear is this really cool music being played and sort of people talking about this mysterious artist who sort of just turns up he plays a set or two and then he fucks off and i was like yeah it's in, very mysterious. Very mysterious. Now, it's at this point, everyone, you're going to go, what am I watching? And I, I must admit, for the first 20 minutes, I even messaged you as I was watching it, and you sent me the same message when you were watching it. Yeah. Just like, I'm really lost. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, stick with it, guys, because it the first 20 minutes are a bit slow and are very, very confusing. But stick with it, because it is worth it. Now it all ties together. Yeah. What we find out is this person who's in the bar, this mysterious singer, um sort of just for some reason disappears and we go to South Africa. And in South Africa, we're back with um Steven Siegerman or Sugar, and he's talking about how there's this artist known as Rodriguez who is very very popular in South Africa. Now, this is like, I think it was, it's in the 70s. Uh, I've got here, it's, it's 1968 Detroit is when Rodriguez was first discovered by the producers in America. Yeah. And then uh, South Africa, I didn't get a date, but yeah, early, early 70s, late yeah. 60s. So it's in the 70s that we're talking about uh, how this, this artist called just Rodriguez, who no one really knows much about, is just in the smoky bar and... That's about it. Um, his music is somehow, well, is being played in South Africa. And the, pe- the locals and young people and that, they absolutely love this music. Now, um, you'll hear some of the lyrics and he's talking about like freedom and he's talking about living in a rundown city and struggling to live and making a wage and all this sort of stuff and it seems to be that that resonates with loads of people who are living in south africa at the time because there is such thing as apartheid which i was not fully aware of what it was exactly when watching the documentary which is probably bad um but 
I remember like apartheid is like a huge thing in Africa, in South Africa. Um, even today is still like a bit of a stain mm. and I had to look it up. I don't know about you. Um, but it seems to be that so white South Africans are the minority. What were like at the, at, in this particular time we're talking like in the seventies and before then. So white South Africans are the minority and they have been for all time whilst Europeans have been colonizing South Africa, including us British. So they split the non-white majority into categories. So I think um, there's one documentary I watched about it. So they split um, them up into like four sections. There was like Asians, there was blacks. Uh, um, I can't remember what the fourth one was. I'm really sorry. Um, one of them was like, it was quotes colored. So it's just people of mixed races. Um, and then these people got split up even further into reserves across South Africa. So they were given land and being sort of told like, this is your area. This is where you live. This is where you'll build a house. This is where you make business. And then if they ever said like, well, can I not move to like another area? No, you can't mix. So races were fully separated. Um, and then the white majority, the white minority owned 80% of the land. Now South Africa is a fucking huge country. Like, it's ridiculously big. It's a big old place. There's no way they could even settle half of that land. There's just not enough people. And yet, the rest of the people who live, like, all non-white people who live in South Africa are just being forced and crammed into these reserves to live. It's like, um, it's like you know, America's old, like, Jim Crow laws where they had, like... Um, whites and blacks segregated like water fountain for the blacks water fountain for the whites you can't sit on the bus yeah. or you can do this and you can't do that it's like that but like a hundred times i would imagine worse because you're just being put on a fucking reserve and that's where you live and you can't go nowhere else yeah and so they found rodriguez's music to be quite liberating in this time of separation yeah so um for a lot of people, like what ended up happening was the government ended up trying to crack down even harder on them because what they were scared of was that the white minority who were in power could at, at any point so easily be overpowered by the non-white majority. And so in an attempt to try and like stop that happening, that's why they segregated everybody so that they couldn't like rise up and band together. That was the whole point. And then obviously like the government in charge got worse and worse and worse with that to the point where like they would they would monitor music and like books and sort of stuff that could get out there and so this this artist known as Rodriguez who's putting out music about living on hard times and having hope and doing something better and all these sort of things spoke to a lot of young South Africans at the time who were like trying to make sense of this world that they're living in and realize it's not right to the point we see in the documentary that the South African governments had like censored parts of this artist's music, like they'd scratched out. Yeah, they'd all like physically scratched the yeah. records. Yeah. Um, the the one thing I found really interesting um, was how the music got into the country. There's a rumor that um, that story is fascinating. Yeah, so because I think it's worth saying before that that in America, where Rodriguez was from and where this got produced. The album flopped. That mm. I think I heard that he sold six six copies. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we made one guy in America. Yeah, and then in South Africa, sold half a million. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So we we meet one guy who signed 
um, Rodriguez, and they made an album. And as James said, it was an absolute flop. And he says, how, how many albums do you think he sold in this country? And he was like, six. I bought one of them. My wife bought one. And like he could name the six people that actually bought it. The music just, mm. it didn't do very well at all. It completely and utterly flopped. Um, and it just seems to be that the artist known as Rodriguez just faded away into obscurity, didn't he? Yeah, he just he was a labourer and he just went back to doing that. That's it, yeah. So he was working alongside making his music and, um, and then he just disappeared, just completely faded into obscurity. And then, then I suppose is now, yeah, a good time to cut back to South Africa where apartheid is being fought against uh, and his music is really, really resonating with young people. So then it goes to the story of how the music gets to South Africa. And the story is that a American girl flies over to South Africa to meet her boyfriend. And with yep. her, she brings like a copy of this artist's music. The album's called Cold Fact, if anyone wants to look it up. Yeah, check him out on Spotify. You can find this music on Spotify and it's really, really good. Um, brings the... Uh, cold facts on like a record over to south africa and then loads of people start listening to it and loads of people quite like it and then it start getting bootlegged because it's not being sold in south africa because it wasn't being sold anywhere you get bootleg copies of people copying it and it absolutely blew it, it just took off in south africa and everyone was listening to it in fact i believe they said at one point they think that he sold more albums and records in south africa than elvis yeah, he was bigger than Elvis. They say if you go into any like particularly rich white people's homes and you look through their records, there would have been Abbey Road by the Beatles, mm. um, some something else by someone big, and uh, Rodriguez. And then... Which is mental, considering the fact that this bloke is currently living in America, completely unaware of what's going on. Yeah, well, that's a good place to to continue from there because. We skip forward in the documentary in time, and obviously apartheid has been uh, uh, abolished, and that no longer happen is is no longer happening. Um, and we're now in the nineties, and we go back to Steven Siegerman or Sugar, and he's talking about how um, his albums. This Rodriguez character, he keeps having his albums sort of like redistributed by there is a company there are is it is a music label isn't it who keep reselling it and remaking it yeah there's no new music all the music just comes from the 70s from i think like three different albums um and they they continually just be redistributed they're not new music it's old fucking music that people just continually keep listening to they really just took to it and they've now transferred it and re-released his music, but in CD format for like the first time. And they ask this guy, Sugar, who is a big fan of Rodriguez, the artist, to write some notes about the music in, in the CD cover. And it's here that he writes basically a, a question sort of like, what happened to Rodriguez? Because there's a rumour that's gone round, isn't there? Yeah, the rumor. So no one, no one in South Africa knows who Rodriguez is. All they've got to go on is the album cover of him sitting cross-legged, wearing glasses, looking very much like a hippie. I want to say. Yeah. And they hear the rumor that 
Rodriguez was doing a live performance and during this performance everything goes wrong the sound quality is awful the lights go wrong and he begins to sing his last song and I wish I took down the lyrics because they were really poignant but I forgot uh, and he's singing a song and then he quietly puts down his guitar picks up a gun and shoots himself in the head on stage yeah that that was the rumour and or one of the rumours and people began to believe that that genuinely was what happened um, which is mental. Uh, another another rumor, which I don't think was mentioned as much, but did get brought up, is that he set himself on fire. I think. Yeah, they never really mentioned that one. It just sort of that comes up later. Yeah, when he's on the talk show, he's just like, <laughs> "Do you remember this happening?" He's like, and he's just laughing. Yeah. The amount of times that people have told him that, wait, you're dead. Um. Yeah, I really wish I'd had those lyrics that he they they say he said at the end. But yeah, he does. He yeah, finishes really his last song, so his concert's going absolutely awful. And then he just quietly finishes his set, supposedly pulls out a gun and shoots himself in the head. Um, and so we go then we go back to Stephen Sugar, who is writing notes for this album that's now been made into a CD. Basically wants to know the truth. And he's asking if anyone's out there who is interested in finding out who or who knows, who wants to help find out and know what happened to Rodriguez um and there's no internet um even before then so like when this rumor came out there's no there's no fact checking or stuff like that even in 97 you know it's not not i remember being a kid um and a legitimate excuse for not having done your homework was i haven't got internet miss yeah and they couldn't argue against it exactly so you know it, it it's easy for people to just believe the rumor and not look it up and it was very difficult for them to find out but we do get one bloke who is interested in finding out he's also another fan i think i didn't get his name but he is like some sort of um journalist and he contacts sugar and says i want to help discover what happened to rodriguez i'm also a massive fan and so his tactic is to follow the money and so what he does is he goes to all those labels in South Africa that distribute and sell his music and basically asks, where are you paying royalties to? Because if Rodriguez is dead, it, you're clearly not paying royalties to him. Who are you paying to and how do I get access to the person? Mm. Which I never thought about at the time because you forget about royalties. Yeah, someone was making money out of it. Yeah, and we find that out. So it turns out um, that the South African companies that are distributing the music are paying royalties to a United States-based label called Sussex, which is headed by a guy called Clarence Avant. Now, this dude is relatively successful in the game. He's worked with uh, Michael Jackson. He's worked with Stevie Wonder and Quincy Jones. Um which, side note, did you know, James, that one of Quincy Jones's daughters is Rashida Jones from The Office, who plays Karen? No way. Yeah. yeah. What? Wow, okay. That's a cool fact. Uh, isn't that? Isn't that? Like, so, so her dad had worked with like Michael Jackson and some of the biggest names in music. That's awesome. Mm. So, yeah, we meet Clarence Avant, who, at the start, when our journalist is talking to Clarence he shows him a picture of this art 
of, of Rodriguez, the artist, who we sound, begin to find out about, a bit more about, and he's saying, oh, stop showing me pictures of Rodriguez. You're going to get me all emotional now. Look at me. And I'll be honest with you, like, the first sort of 30 seconds of looking at Clarence, I was like, oh, yeah, that's quite nice that he gets emotional about this dude. And then about a minute later, my opinion on the man changes. I don't know about you. He got very aggressive very quickly. He gets very aggressive. And why does he get aggressive? Because he got accused, well, yeah, he got accused of taking the money. Yeah from the album um, because it seems <laughs> that the South African labels are paying Sussex which was owned by him at the time to have the music and distribute it so where's he sending the money to because the money's coming exactly. through him the money's coming through him and yet for some reason it's not going to the artist Rodriguez because this guy doesn't really want to talk about him and he gets very, very, yeah, very he, defensive. Very defensive, very quickly. It, 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 it was weird. Like, part of me was like, maybe he's just sick and tired of being asked about it because he genuinely has nothing to do with it. Like, maybe the South African labels are taking all the money, but then there's also the part that's like, this dude is just pocketing everything. Yeah, to be fair, I never thought about that, actually. There's, the South African companies could be just pocketing the money and not paying any royalties, but... Clarence is very aware of royalties being paid because when he mentioned it, he was like, "Oh, don't talk to me about royalties." Da da da. da. Like, uh, if I was in, it, if I wanted the money, do you think I would not have chased it up and all this sort of stuff? Hmm. Mm. Yeah. So Clarence seems to be a bit of a dead end as well. So we don't really still know what's happened to Clarence because even through him, we don't know what's gone on. He doesn't seem to be any of the wiser. So our detective. Uh, starts listening through Rodriguez's music. It seems that, you know, Rodriguez, um, a lot of his lyrics are to do with, it seems, general life, you know, working. Specific areas yeah, as well. Yeah, they seem to be related to specific areas. So he mentions places like London, Amsterdam, New York. And our journalist actually goes to every single location to just try and find out some information, being like, well, I'll go to these places that he talks about, maybe... Maybe there's some clues. And no, unfortunately, every place he goes to, he doesn't seem to get anything except uh, for one song that he manages to just for some reason overlook. And he picks up on a place name in Detroit. And he manages to get hold of someone there who actually knew, knows him. Um, uh, Martin Goffey, I believe, the original producer. That's it, yeah. And what he tells us is that Rodriguez isn't dead. Rodriguez is alive. This dude's still kicking yeah. and screaming. This dude's healthy as ever. Alive and he's well. Totally alive. He's totally healthy. He's totally well. He's he's just getting on with life. Blissfully unaware of selling half a million albums in another Absolutely country. He has no idea. In fact, he because obviously it's now 30 odd years on, he's now at that point in his 50s um, and he has a whole entire life now that is not necessarily revolved around his music. He's got he's got children. And one, one, of, yeah, three daughters. one of his daughters, whilst browsing the internet, discovers a website which is dedicated to the information and finding of the artist Rodriguez. And she leaves them a message saying 
he's my dad. Uh, Which must have been huge for them after so much time yeah, looking. Uh, this website is, I believe, owned by Sugar. And Sugar, um, Sugar is totally surprised. Doesn't almost doesn't believe it at the beginning. And then she posts her phone number on the site, which you just would not do today, uh, and says, um, <laughs> "You know, if you want to call me, I've got all the information. Here's my number." So he rings her, and apparently they chatted for uh, chat for hours, and he was like, "I'm sold, like totally, I'm sold." But I really would love to speak to your dad. Now imagine, like, do you have like a favorite artist at all? Um, music's, I guess, like, I'm not really that musically inclined. Or even, like, uh, I don't know, but say, like, you have, like, a favourite artist or a a, a favourite actor or anyone anyone famous that you just idolise. Yeah, just be starstruck. Yeah, Yeah. um, imagine, like, they just sort of disappeared and you heard a rumour that they were dead and then out of nowhere, they're, like, their offspring rings you up and he's just like, no, he's, he's alive, kicking and screaming, like, I'm... I can get him on the phone if you want. Mate, you'd be like, oh God, yes, please get him on the phone, get him on the phone, get him on the phone. You couldn't just get hold of these people. And yet, she manages to get it. Literally that night, Rodriguez calls back Sugar and he's like, hi, um, I'm Rodriguez. I hear you're looking for me. (laughs) And he just knew just by the voice because this guy's listened to his music like almost every day for like 30 years he absolutely adores yeah. this man and he was like i just knew by the voice i knew it was him there was no question about it and uh, and this is when we actually meet rodriguez for the first time in the documentary mm. and weirdly in his younger days because we see pictures from like when he was younger like in his late 20s when he's actually making this music he's like a handsome dude he's like um like a, a bit like Bruno Mars almost he looks like mm, yeah I get yeah, that he's, he's kind of um, he's got some he's got some Native American he's got some Mexican in him he's got these like massive beaming white teeth he's always got some sunglasses on he looks like a really cool suave dude and we, we meet him yeah. now he's in his 50s um, actually it's later than that isn't it because it's it's at that point 2013 um, uh, so he's going to be like about 60s nearly 70 um yeah. and he's got like long jet black hair which I, definitely that's not that's not fucking dyed he's just got jet black hair he's wearing dark glasses yeah. and he's just what looks to be in like a really old rundown cold house mm, yeah in a very what looks like a quite a poor area it does yeah uh he seems really shy he doesn't really talk much. I put almost... that. He's very, very softly spoken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's almost like, it's almost like he's so confused as to why you're here wanting to talk to him. Hmm. I, I put he here as well. He's kind of got it. like a otherworldly quality about him, like one of those people you could just sit and listen to for yeah. ages. I put, I put. This is a wild comparison, but I put David Bowie has that as well. That when he talks, he talks so softly, but you just shut up and listen. And yeah, I thought Rodriguez all... had exactly the same. Yeah, it's almost like um, his body is here, but his mind is not. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, um, Rodriguez, his, his music and him when he was younger as an artist, he's compared to... Um, uh, Bob Dylan. 
Bob Dylan quite a lot. Everyone refers to him as Bob Dylan, like the be- better than Bob Dylan. Yeah. So he's asked. Well, he he's obviously he knows all obviously. It, it's the present day at this point, 2013, and he's asked. So you were super, super, super famous in South Africa, and it didn't kick off in America. And it turns out that he had absolutely, as James has said to earlier, absolutely no idea how famous he actually was in another country. And he's now spent the last 30 plus years in Detroit, in the USA, working just as a handyman, as a bit of a labourer, helping yeah. with demolition of houses, just gutting houses before they're demolished. Yeah. Raising having, his kids as well. Raising his kids and having two failed marriages. Yeah. That, uh, 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 and as I say, he's, he's also as I say, living in this house in Detroit, which hasn't got heat in. He's using a log burner to keep warm. Yeah. And yeah. yet in South Africa, he's bigger than Elvis. He's mental. Absolutely mental. Yeah. He could have lived like a king in South Africa had he known. Yeah. And and touching on him as a dad as well, I love that his kids like gave testimonies to him that even though they didn't have any money, he'd often take them to like the library and museums and stuff just yeah. to show them what they could be. Yeah, I, I really like that. Um it, it he seems to have like brought them up with a sense of, you know, the the world is your oyster. You can if you put your mind to it, do what you want. Yeah, you know, don't let expose don't them let to great artists. That's it, exactly that. Yeah, don't let anyone stop you from pursuing what you want to do. Um, and interestingly, that at this point they ask him, you know, do you ever wonder how different your life could have been had you known? And he's like, no, not really. I'm pretty content. Which is crazy, considering. I don't know, I suppose we're speaking from quite of a money-driven point of view. I suppose I think he just lives in the now and is yeah. happy with what he has, which so is really nice. As well, based on his music, he's interested in social and political stuff. So he does get into, he's interested in his community. He is taking part in loads of community events in Detroit. He ran for mayor um, a couple times as well um, in the 80s of Detroit. So he's very politically minded. He's very like community based as well. So he's really not that bothered by his himself, really. One thing I do want to point out, though, the snow in Detroit. Yeah, that was crazy. It's insane. And I was just like, this poor fucking guy, this camera crew are just filming him. And at one point, he almost slips over. It's like yeah. this camera crew are just filming him for ages, just trudging through the snow. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, there's, 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 a, I don't know what it is, but they really like filming Rodriguez walking through the snow. Mm. Uh, and he's really not that good at it. He's really, no. <laughs> he's really bad at walking in snow because <laughs> he yeah, trips very up. Very steady on the feet. He trips up nearly every time we see him walk in snow. He's really not good <laughs> at it. He should stop doing it. <laughs> so in March of 1998, uh, he Rodriguez actually goes to South Africa for the first time to meet uh, Sugar, um, talk to the journalist who helped find him. And do a tour of South Africa. Actually tour. And people absolutely love him. 
for them, honestly, I'm not even joking when I say this. It, it's like watching Jesus come back from the dead. Yeah, I think on the first uh, concert, there was 10 minutes of just pure screaming. They just couldn't start playing. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so he has literally like a concert hall full of about, I think, 5,000 people, and it's just sold out, gone. Yeah, and he uh, does six sold out concerts. That's it, six sold out concerts with about 5,000 people in each venue. And yeah, that first concert, he walks out on the stage and he, he cannot get a word in for 10 minutes straight. It's just people screaming, just they cannot believe what they're seeing. This bloke actually exists and this bloke's actually here. And he brings his kids with him, doesn't he? Yeah. And they're loving it. They're absolutely loving it. Now, he says that South Africa made him feel like more than a prince, which I really liked. Like I, I actually choked up a bit um, at his concert watching how much he meant to so many people and seeing how much that meant to him. Mm. Because this is a whole world he just had no idea about at all. And he's just walked into it and now people just worship him like a god. Like a god. Yeah. I found it really humbling to watch, to be fair. Um, so this is a guy who works all the hours under the sun. He's like helping guttering houses. He's doing odd jobs. He's raising his kids and... In, in South Africa, he doesn't have to lift a finger. I, I, that, that, that's what really baffles me, is how different your life, his life could have been. Just had he known. Yeah, it's a shame, really. He may have packed up and moved to South Africa, and that's probably where he might have been based. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he could have... Oh, it's so crazy that he just hung up his guitar for a bit and went, no... I'm going to, it didn't work out. I'm just going to keep going back to work. And no one told him how famous he was. Mm. But this is the bit that confuses me, James. It was playing in South Africa. South African companies, record labels were playing his music, paying royalties to somewhere. And no one at the record labels that owned his music told him. It's like he disappeared for like, I say 10 years or whatever, maybe even less than that. And they've gone, Oh, fucking hell, his music's starting kicking off. And they've gone, I wonder if he knows. And someone's gone, no, he doesn't. And then they've gone, I mean, as long as no one tells him, I think we might get away with this. Yeah. But it does seem that he's not bothered by finding out really what happened to the royalties because he's now done, like I say, uh, he's done a tour of South Africa. Um, he's made He made quite a bit of money. And what does he do with the money? Gave it to his kids, didn't he? He gives it all away. <laughs> he gives it to like as many people as he can, friends, family, local community stuff. He just proof gives it all away. He he keeps enough to just sort of keep by. That's it. But he still uses a log burner. Very humbling. Such a humbling dude. Um So he it turns out he's been back to South Africa four times. And he's done over 30 concerts there. Just just move there, bro. Yeah, just move there. <laughs> I bet the climate is more tempting than that of Detroit. Mm. Yeah, I think I think he's just, his life is Detroit, though, isn't it? And his kids are there. And... Yeah, I mean, I suppose he could move them all out there, really. Like, he'd make so much money out of that place, surely. Mm. Um, well... It turns out, even now, 
in his ripe old age of like seventies that he's at currently, um, he is still touring, even in America now, because it's it got picked up. Obviously, the his the documentary about him, which is called as I say, "Searching for Sugar Man," and the reason why is because one of his most famous popular songs on his album is called "Sugar Man," which is actually a really really good song. Definitely about drugs. Oh yeah, it, yeah. A lot of it is. I mean, it was written in the seventies. It's definitely about drugs. Um, so it's called "Searching for Sugar Man," and when it when it came out, um, it 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 did really well. It won awards, and it 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 got picked up in America. And he has appeared on shows like uh, the Late Show with David Letterman. Uh, he's appeared with Jay Leno. Um, so he he's he is he's well known now, relatively speaking. People are aware of him. They're aware. Of, some people are aware of his story, and he has done tours uh, even across America. And it uh, it has also done tours around Australia and New Zealand, which is insane that he's almost now globally famous. But even still, it's thirty years too late. Thirty years too late. That's all it is. If only, if only he'd known back then, he would like be up there even today now, like as. Such a one of the greats. One of the greats, wouldn't he? Interestingly, mm. like, it would be fun to find out. His life that he's led so far is what's probably made him so humble and such as this quiet, sort of reclusive man who is not really bothered by fame. Um, I wonder how he may have been different if he had had that fame earlier. If it would have made a difference. I'm not so sure. I think I think he was a humble man from the start. Mm. Um, now, check out Searching for Sugar Man because it's genuinely a fucking great, great documentary, and it's so so nice to watch. Um, I found it really humbling just to watch this man talk, perform, how appreciative he is of everything that he gets. And everything that he does then get, he, he just redistributes it to those that are, you know, he thinks more deserving than him. That's just such mm. a cool dude. I just want to know him. I want him to be like, yeah, I want him to be like my dad or something and just listen to him <laughs> talk all day. Um, so, yeah, that that is the story of uh, Rodriguez or his, or his actual name is Sixto Diaz Rodriguez. And he's now 78 years old. And he is someone... Still alive. He's still alive. And he is someone worth a search. Check him out, please, guys. Even if you just listen to his music. Yeah, you can find him on Spotify. Just search Rodriguez and it will come up. Or just type searching, uh, type in Sugar Man uh, and find him under Sixto Rodriguez. And just listen to his music. Listen to his lyrics. Some of them are so good. So, so good. And there's like one about him like losing a job two weeks before Christmas. And it's so sad. And man. And then he actually lost his job two weeks before Christmas. He lost his job two weeks before Christmas. A label dropped him when he was uh, in the 70s when he was young. It's such an interesting, fascinating, fascinating story. It's really worth checking out. So yeah, check out uh, the documentary Searching for Sugar Man. You can find it on Amazon. And also you can find it on YouTube. Wow, I loved that documentary, uh, and I'm really glad that it was recommended. So thank you to Alex, who recommended us that documentary. It was brilliant. 
uh, do you have any like lasting thoughts on the on the guy James before we move on? Uh, not particularly. I think we covered everything. Yeah, just give the documentary a watch. Uh, probably covers everything better than we did. Listen to the music. Mm, totally. Just it just contextualizes everything. It really does. It really does help the music. His music along accompanying the documentary really does help um, explain and like uh, move the story forward in a way. Um, so yeah, check that out. Now we shall move on because as I say it is our first birthday today. And what a year it's been. Right. We have um now I'm not joking and I'm so 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 happy about it. Thousands of downloads. It's brilliant. I love checking our analytics because it says thousands of downloads. It doesn't say thousands of downloads, but it's like we have we have a K next to the amount of listens and downloads we have, which that's in, insane because K means thousands, and I love it. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I'm shocked we made it past ten episodes. Yeah, yeah. And yet here we are on fifty two. I remember when we, uh, I think when we hit episode ten, I said we've hit double digits. We've done it. We, we, we're established. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we didn't even let a global pandemic stop no, us. No, we haven't. We we adapted. We what is it? What's, what's the Bear Grylls meme? Adapt, overcome, uh, um, something like that. Improvise, adapt, That's overcome. It. We we improvised, we adapted, we overcame. We did solo episodes, short fifteen minutes solo episodes for a bit when we brought you Ray Kroc. Um, we didn't let a little global pandemic stop us. No, we kept going. We kept making content. Um, and so we have we have got we've got a regular listenership now. They tune, you guys tune in every week to come listen to the shit that we have to talk about, which I'm ever, ever so thankful for. Um, so yeah, big, big, big thank you to every single person who tunes in week in, week out for every new episode we have. Even to you new guys, if you are new, thank you so much for checking us out. Um, I don't know how you found us. Maybe it was a recommendation. Um, maybe it was just, you were just looking for something different. Um, we've got, we've got 50, 51 of our episodes to check out now. So we've got quite a lot of back catalog for you to get through. Um, my mum listens. She loves it. <laughs> <laughs> she's just been hello Ryan. yeah mom. she's just been to spain and she listened to i think all churchill episodes while out there yeah that's heavy listening that's for heavy holiday listening for holiday yeah exactly um genuinely like you guys are the reason that we keep going like if there was nobody to listen to us it would kind of almost be a bit of a pointless exercise wouldn't it just knowing um I was thinking this, you know, yes and no, because obviously we do it for people to listen, but also, like, the amount of shit I've learned over the past year is mental. Oh, absolutely. It's just, it's an excuse to, because if, if we didn't do this, I wouldn't look this up, because I'm lazy, yeah. but because I feel like we have, like, deadlines and stuff that we set ourselves, and we have, like, we don't have to do it, but we, we, we want to do it, and we have a reason to do it, we're learning so much, and, if like, pub quizzes, someone's like, what did this person do, and we're like... This is what they did because we did a fucking episode mm. on it. In fact, I had someone at work the other day mention about Winston Churchill, and I went, "Oh, actually, <laughs> <laughs> did you know?" <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Like, having you guys listening to us gives us a reason to continue to search things up and find ever more interesting and cool people to talk about. And then, in the process of doing that, we learn so so much. Um, the part of the reason why my research takes so bloody long is because I'll look at one thing and go, well, that was interesting. How did that happen? And then I end up in a rabbit hole 
and start looking up loads of other things. But it also then helps to contextualize a lot of things as to why things mm. happen. Uh, but also, we love seeing interaction from you guys, seeing you guys like our tweets, Facebook posts, Instagram, uh, emailing us or dropping us uh, suggestions for episodes. That And any suggestions that get made, we do genuinely consider. Like I think I've done um, Disney and Cabri were two suggestions by my friend yeah. Ryan. And I thought, yeah, that's a really good idea. And we did it. Yeah, we're all for suggestions. Like, send us your suggestions if you have any of someone that you you know of who maybe we don't know of here in the UK. Maybe they're famous in your particular country. Um, and yeah, send us some, send us send them our way, and we will look into them and bring an episode out on them and tell everyone, tell the world. The whole point of that's what people do is telling you guys uh, and telling everyone um, about people who have done cool and interesting things and. And those who have done things that are obviously not so cool or interesting, i.e., we've done a few we've done of them. Quite a few of those bad people, yes. But that's the human experience, and we have to talk about them. So, I asked you at the beginning of the episode, James, to think about what your favourite episode was. Have you thought of it? You did. It's a really difficult question because there's you can have a favourite episode of ones that I enjoyed recording because the information was so. I don't know interesting but then i also have favorite people who it's it's weird it's it's multiple multiple layers multiple layers so obviously um one of my favorite people we did was one of the very first was tolkien i think he's such a fucking cool guy so i I like do i think it's what i don't think it's one of our best episodes because it's when we were just finding our feet but in terms of people i think he is fantastic i had like four Um, languages before he was five it's mental. It's absolute batshit. Like, I tried recently to create a fantasy world with, like, <laughs> separate languages and stuff, and it, it's fucking impossible. I was just, I was fucking bored, really yeah. bored. So I was just sitting there, I was sitting there just like, fuck it, I'm going to create some sort of my own Middle Earth, and it's fucking hard, yeah. man. You can't do it. Yeah. Um, But in terms of information, I, I genuinely believe the Winston Churchill series is probably our best. Interesting. I like that. I like that. Particularly because I wrote them. <laughs> Exactly, it's just fucking three episodes of just chock-a-block info, which, like, is what we're about. Yeah, I like that. That's good. My my favourite episode is our episode on Diogenes the Cynic, the ancient Greek philosopher. He is my favourite person. See, I knew history. you were going to say it because you told me, and I would also, I think I'd echo that. I think I I would say that is my all-time favourite episode One to record. One of my favourite people in history. That just the need to be like, do you know what, I'm going to be the freest person ever, and by doing so, I'm going to have a shit on this floor to prove it. <laughs> he was just a cool guy like judged by today's standards he was a horrendous person because he'll just get his dick out and start wanking in public but fuck it it's yeah. funny <laughs> um yeah anyway so you guys like you guys listening um tell us what your favorite episode is as well like if you genuinely like if you have like an episode that you were like do you know what that that you peaked then and it's been it's gone down since then or or um you know, ah, oh, that was just, I enjoyed listening to that one. That was the best one. Or this one was the most informative one for me. Um, we'd love to hear what your favorite episode has been so far. Um, interestingly, I have looked and I know James has had a quick little peek. But if we are interested in, in any way, James, um, our top five episodes in terms of the most listened mm. to so far. It's it surprising. Is surprising. But also... No, actually, no, it's not, and it isn't, and I'll say for why in a minute. So, at number five, 
we have Witold Piłecki, who was our Polish um, hero, who entered Auschwitz voluntarily to document all the atrocities that were happening in there and managed to get out. Mm. His story is genuinely fascinating. And he's an insane well story. worth a listen to if you haven't listened to that episode, guys. Check out Witold Piłecki. Uh, and then you get to hear me say some Polish names which I I'm I I asked I found someone uh, a, a friend of a friend who tried to help me pronounce the Polish names uh, specifically Vitel Piłecki's name and I spent about four hours that night through Facebook Messenger sending voice notes going Vitel Piłecki and him going no <laughs> and then do it again. <laughs> So yeah, number five is Vital Piłecki. Number four is Charles Manson. One of yours. You gotta fuck. I think we'll see a big correlation in the top five of. I know Vital Piłecki wasn't, but evil people seem to really fucking float people's boats. Yeah, uh, not this is a spoiler or anything, but uh, the top four are bad people. Vital Piłecki is the only good person who appears in the top five. I fully get it. I fully get it. Like serial killers, mass murderers horrendous people they're they're interesting to listen to yeah they're 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 some of the most interesting people um number three is joseph mengele part Part one one, i believe not part two part two didn't do as well because part two was about his escape which people clearly didn't give a fuck about they just wanted to know what he did it says a lot about our listenership it says a lot about you guys listening man you're more interested in the horrors of what happened in war than the actual escape in war and number two <laughs> is Heinrich Himmler, another Nazi. Good old fucking hell. Yeah. yeah. You know, I can't remember that episode. I can't remember recording that. Usually I, I remember where we record things, but I don't remember recording that one. And that was my it episode, was your I think. Episode. Yeah, you've done a couple of Nazis. <laughs> I, I don't think I've done any. Yeah. No, you've done the people that oppose the Nazis. I do the Nazis. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, number one... This is a shock. This is a massive shock. Our most listened to episode so far on the 16th of July, 2020, is Tanya Head, the woman who lied about being in 9-11. That's baffling because how are people... We have quite a big America listenership and I'm assuming, because in England, we don't know who she is generally. I didn't know who she was. So I imagine in in America, she's well-known. Yeah. I mean, she's big. She's big enough that people listen to her, this story about her. Um, because there's no one in the UK searching for Tanya Head because it's just another name to us. Yeah, I had no idea who this woman was before I researched uh, for the episode. Um, that story. It was a really good episode, though. The way you insane. the way you did it. Ah, oh, that's that's all right. Um, yeah. So this woman, she literally uh, created half her life, almost dedicating most like so many years of her life based on a lie saying that she worked at the World Trade Center when 9-11 happened and that she yeah, lost and her, her husband, husband died. There. It's fucking um, batshit. And, 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 and the, the, the name of her husband was a real guy who actually passed away there. And the family, when they heard that she'd been saying she was married to him, were like, we've no idea who you are. And her lie came out and she got Mental. found out. And she seems to have just disappeared. It's off the face of the earth. Where's she gone? Yeah. Um, it turns out she was Spanish. It's crazy. It's yeah. that, that 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 story is just just bizarre. Yeah. So that there are our top five episodes. People that are listening to those the most. But where are you listening from? Is what we want to know now. 
so number one, actually no, we'll go we'll go from we'll go for uh, from five up to one. Actually, no, we'll do the opposite because I've just done five to one and actually this would make more sense. It's not, it wouldn't be surprised when I tell you number one is United Kingdom because we're from the United Kingdom. Most and it's of just our... us forcing our friends to listen. Yeah, almost, yeah. So over half of our listenership are from the United Kingdom. So thank you very much, guys, for listening. I love the, the patriotic support. Uh, keep, keep coming. You're more than welcome. Number two is the United States of America. Which I would imagine, because that's where all the tiny head episodes listeners are coming from. Yeah. Um, So yeah, you guys, America, podcasting is huge in America. It's only relatively... It's much bigger than it is in England. Much bigger than it is in England. It's relatively recent, like only the last couple of years. But podcasting in America, that thing's been going on for ages. And you guys have got hundreds of thousands of podcasts. You know what we are, James? We are small fishes swimming in a very big pond now. I remember before we start, I think it was after we started the podcast, but before we started producing them by ourselves, I had that meeting with the uh, podcast producer, like quite a big podcast producer. Yes, that's right. And he was just talking to me and he was like, we need to fucking crack the American market. The second you get into America, you've smashed it. Yeah. I mean, And there's major producers in England being like, how the fuck do we do it? They don't have a clue. No. No, I, I'm, I'm not. I, I mean, we are podcasters. So we've only been doing it for a year now, and I'm none the wiser. If, if, if a big producer came up to me, in fact, if there are any big producers, do come up to us, um, and I will not be able to tell you what the secret is, but I'm more than happy to sign for you. Um, <laughs> so number three, you'll find interesting. All right, um, I'm not going to ask you which country, because that's very, very mean, because there's like a hundred and so many hundreds of countries in the world but i will ask you which continent do you think number three most listens we get are from well i think it's europe you would be incorrect incorrect yep asia very very close we're southeast asia number three most listens are from singapore mental it's crazy people from singapore hello people from singapore so it turns out we have people who have listened from japan australia uh say singapore hong kong uh brazil um americas we've literally people who have listened to us from all over the world which is absolutely phenomenal like even if it's that just is one mental. person i'm happy that you've listened and yet you were from somewhere else and you took the time to listen to our episode it's crazy how things can spread across the across the globe it's like it's spread like coronavirus it's annoying because we can't find out what episodes they listen to. I'd love to find out what demographic of people like specific episodes. Yeah. Um, number four, people listening to us from France. Hello, France. Hello, France. England's mortal enemies. Yes, we are. As, as I as I said in uh, Winston Churchill episode, if um, if groundskeeper Willie would have said it, the French and the English have been enemies for as long as they've existed really have mm. and number five is from canada good old canada yeah thanks canada america's hat america's hat i like that um so yeah they're our top five most listened to episodes and they are our top five where you guys are from and where you're listening from sorry um now it is at this point 
that I want to move on to another subject that is a bit touchy for a lot of people. So I will try to be as delicate as possible. And it's not as bad as you think, guys. I promise you that. I'm scared now. I don't know what's coming. Yeah. So, of course, that's what people do is a free podcast in the sense that it is free to listen to. You can find us on pretty much any platform you want, like Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, um, uh pod is it pod stitcher i think it is or something like that you can find us deezer on, it's fucking everywhere deezer, we, we are literally on any platform you want so if you're really interested like you know if you recommend us to anyone you, you we're easily accessible basically and we are free to listen to but um obviously it it's not nothing in life is ever free especially if you actually want to create a podcast now if there's one thing i learned pretty quickly when i decided and first reached out to james and was like dude should we just create a podcast it's actually how much money it costs to maintain and create a podcast it's not cheap Spenny. it's not it's, it's not free um we have to pay for like distribution and then you've got like the hours that you put into research and all this sort of stuff right so james and i work full time um uh, with with pandemics aside we work both of us work <laughs> full time right um and that's what people do is a hobby of ours and a hobby that we absolutely adore and love doing and one day would like it to be our jobs. Um, and until that day comes, we do have to create the pod around our work schedules. Now, it can take up to around, what, 30 hours to create an episode easily. I mean... Including research, for sure. Exactly. I mean, our recent series on Winston Churchill, like what i done, 40 plus hours and I work a 40 hour week. <laughs> Yeah, that was mental. I have to, that, like, that was definitely the most heavily researched. Yeah, I mean, it's a saga. I'm, I'm currently training to be an, a, um, an escalator engineer, and I work nights. And some some of those nights are like really fucking long. I don't get in till like stupid o'clock in the morning, and then I have to get up and I just sit at the table and I just stare at the laptop for hours and just try and create a script for us to talk about things. And as I say, even- and sometimes it's tough because sometimes you'll be sitting there and you just want to put the office on netflix or something can just mong out oh the amount of times i've just wanted to do that i mean i've recently got into like zach efron's documentary on netflix which is oh on food really quite good it's really good oh, I've, I've i've heard big good things about that i'm definitely going to watch that because you know what i'm not a zach efron hater i think he's a cool guy i think he's a good actor as well do you know what i was indifferent to zach efron but now i've seen zach efron the person traveling around the world i quite like zach efron and i would quite like to hang out with him so if anyone knows zach efron or if you're even listening zach Hit us up. Um, We'd like to get you on as a guest. Yeah, I can't skateboard, but I totally learn and we can hang out. <laughs> Let's do that. So anyway, yeah, uh, 40 plus hours easy just on the Winston Churchill. And we only just scratched the surface. Like I said in the episode, I couldn't even, I couldn't go over like every vote, every decision he made, all that sort of stuff. It's just not doable. So yeah, to, to cut a long story short, basically, lots of creators use stuff like, you know, Patreon and all that sort of stuff and they ask their listenership or subscribers for regular monthly donations now we're not Belle Delphine I'm not asking for 30 pound a month so I can get my boobs out and you can look at me nunny or whatnot I'm not asking for that so that's not something that we're going to go down we're not doing that route but instead what we have set up is uh, what's called a Kofi account for that's what people do um, the initial idea of Kofi was that if you had a creator that you and you loved what they do, you could you could um, if you felt that way inclined, um, send them 
a donation in form of a coffee. So send them like the equivalent of what a coffee costs. It's like, I don't know, depending on where you're buying your coffees, like, I don't know, two pound or dollars or however much it is in your respective mm. countries that you're listening to. It could be France for whatever. So it's euros. Um, so yeah, you would you support your creators by sending them the equivalent of a coffee and then they could use that to like, you know, stimulate themselves a bit longer in the liquid sense of a coffee uh, to keep them awake and keep making good content <laughs> now not to be picky or anything i don't know about you james but i don't like coffee uh no i, I physically can't drink caffeine without my stomach imploding oh, is that right are you like allergic to it or something i don't think i'm allergic i'm just very intolerant it's weird interesting is you sure it's not milk mm. no milk's fine i have a bowl of cereal every day and fucking milk that bad boy up hey guys if there's any doctors listening diagnose james with something please um it's not bad though to be fair. I'm just on a natural high and constantly tired. That's right. Just don't 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 drink coffee, I suppose is my, my uh recommendation to you. Now I'm more mm. of a cup of tea person being properly British. Um I like a good cup of tea with two sugars, milk. But yeah, anyway. If you love the show, which you know, we've got regular listeners. So I hope you do like the show, right? Otherwise, why would you continue to listen? Um, if you love the show and you want to help support us um, and the show, you can head over to our Kofi page and you know drop us a donation. Um, any and all donations would go to the podcast, which goes um, a long way to help the costs maybe of distribution of the podcast, which is like a monthly fee that we have to pay. Um, it it can go towards like equipment. So that we could have like maybe better microphones, uh, better... Something I've looked into, I really want to put out visuals. I want to get on YouTube and uh, start doing, not video episodes, but I don't know. I've got some ideas just to, just to give visual, just to get on YouTube basically. Yeah. So I, I think that would be cool. Yeah. And that would take more hours. If you are a super fan and you've gone, I can't get enough of that's what people do in the audio form. I hope they're on YouTube. We are. But there's nothing on there. There's two episodes, I believe, that I put on there. But I've had no time to dedicate anything to YouTube at all. So it, it, we are on there, but we're not on there at the moment. Don't even look us up because it's just not good. You won't see anything. So yeah, if 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 we, you know, if you guys, if you love us, you want us to help support us. Um, if you was to be so kind as to send us donations via our Kofi page, uh, you know, all those donations could go towards equipment help us you know start up uh, and expand with like the youtube channel maybe get some more visuals as james has alluded to get some better uh, sound uh, systems and uh, software um hopefully in, at some point as well help to bring guests in uh, people who know a shitload more than we do um because we because people want pain people want pain and we are desperate to talk about jack the ripper and we've got someone in mind who we desperately want to talk to but we just need to sort out like a venue to get him there <laughs> Um, so that's yeah. something that we, we, we want to do those sort of things in the future and obviously working full time and putting our own finances as well into it. We're, we're, we're really trying, but we've got so many great ideas that we'd like to sort of push forward with. And we'll be able to do that with like your help and with a lot more time. So, um, yeah, I think we put the link to the Kofi page on all our socials just to make it easier. To yeah, get you to. will find it there. Um, but if you are inclined to do so, um, one I'd even even if I even if we get like one person sends us a donation, I would be oh man, I'd be so fucking over the moon. I would not be able to. That's that's the thing that don't don't feel completely obliged no. to. This will forever be a a free to listen no, to. Podcast. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. Like I say, this is not this is not only fans. You know, I'm not asking for fucking. I'm not asking for your wages every month. 
we're not we're not <laughs> though if you do send like 20 quid like we could send a feet pick or something i don't know <laughs> i'm more than happy to do yeah. that yeah if you want like we can put all that sort of stuff behind a paywall if you really want like <laughs> we can sort <laughs> something out um we don't we're not we don't have any sort of like hidden away content we, we we don't have all this like paywall shit that you can get behind that it's literally there if if you want to do it it'd be one-off donation um it's not a subscription you're not paying monthly it's just if you if you feel inclined to be like do you know what these guys are great i like listening to them i'd like them to be able to get i don't know something for, to help the pod i'll chuck them a pound like whatever it is i, I really don't it doesn't matter it could be the littlest whatever you want um but yeah if you are inclined to do so thank you very much uh you can find us on our kofi page which is at and it will be on all the social medias but it's at www.co-fi, which is ko-fi.com forward slash that's what people do. So www.kofi.com forward slash that's what people do and buy us a coffee or, or a tea because I don't like coffee. Um, yeah, that's, a, that, that's our pleading out the way. <laughs> um, I'll get off my knees because they're sore. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't think I have any much more to add on that. Uh, that would, I suppose, be the end of the episode. So we, um, we're a year old. That's great. We are mental. We're mental. a year old. I love it. We're learning so much, and we have learned so much, and we have more to learn still um, as we continue into our second year. Um, yeah. So yeah, thank you to Alex who recommended us the documentary Searching for Sugar Man and the story of Sixto Rodriguez. Check it out if you are um, inclined to do so. Definitely recommend it. Watch it. It's a fantastic, interesting, in-depth documentary. Um, James, you have a teaser, do you not? Well, I thought you've just done a three-week project of Winston Churchill. Mm. So I think it's only fair I give you some time off and I start my own projects, which will probably span over two, not three. Maybe three. I don't know. We'll see Ooh. how it goes. So I'm thinking we've done Churchill. Let's carry on going big into the second year. Let's start off with a bang. Let's go for Adolf Hitler. Holy shit. Fucking <laughs> hell. Let's just fucking rip the band-aid off and d- delve straight Holy into it. Holy shit, man. We're going to go Adolf Hitler. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was a toss-up between him and uh, someone else that I won't mention because we'll do him in the future. But yeah, Ad- Ad- Adolf Hitler. People have been. I've. I've. I've been asked. Yeah. Because I. I did a. A study on Hitler, so I'm. I'm quite. I don't know. I find. I find him really interesting, but we'll get into he that. He is next a week. fascinating psychological experiment, isn't he? He. He's a. Yeah. It. It. Is a really interesting mind to look into, and I think it's important to know about him as well, just so we can stop the bastard from ever happening Definitely. again. Uh, if. If was it was what's the what's the famous quote? Uh, if it's not like if you don't learn about the past, you can't know the future or something like that it's a carl sagan quote it's yeah, definitely a carl like sagan quote check it out someone will someone will be screaming at us on the tube right now <laughs> now when you listen to a podcast and they're going it's fucking this that's what the quote is yeah behind their mask just behind screaming masks, yeah so no one can see them mouthing to themselves oh yeah wear a mask let's put that fucking psa out wear, wear a, a mask fucking it mask, doesn't people. stop you breathing i literally sat and had the it doesn't I stop had you a breathing. two-hour tattoo session yesterday and i wore a mask for the whole thing even i had a cup of tea and i wore a mask that's impressive the way i see it is if you're having surgery you don't ask your surgeon to not wear a mask because it will deprive them of oxygen 
if they can do open heart surgery for hours with a mask on, you can go into fucking Tesco with exactly. a mask on for 20 minutes. It's not, not a problem. Um, brilliant. Oh, right. fantastic. I'm looking forward to Adolf Hitler next week. I hope you guys are listening uh, and looking forward to that as well. Man, Adolf Hitler, that's going to be good. All right, then. <laughs> Join us next week <laughs> when we talk about Adolf Hitler. And I have two weeks off where I can just sit and listen. Um it's nice. I won't lie. This whole Churchill period was very, very hey, cozy for me. Weeks off of not having to do any research, and now it's, yeah, it's good. very nice. I know, I know what's going to happen. You just, out of nowhere, you're just going to go. Oh fuck! I'm I'm just not prepared. I can't do this. Yeah. Well, to be fair, a lot. I've got a lot of time on my hands, so I should just start true. now. I won't, but <laughs> I should start now. All right, guys. Um, right. In that case, we shall end off as we always do with me asking you to follow us on all the socials. You can find us on Instagram at That's What People Do Podcast. You can find us on Facebook if you just type in at That's WPD. You can also find us on Twitter if you type in the same at That's WPD. Uh, If you want to send us any suggestions, please do so uh, via email. Send us them at that's what people do podcast at gmail.com. And um, as James said, like we will take it on board and we will more than likely talk about the person because you know, the, I don't think I don't think there's like a um, there's no like rules or anything. This person hasn't there's no boundaries. boundaries. We, we've done like, a woman that killed over 600 people. Like, we, we yeah. don't care, we'll deal yeah. with whoever. There's, there's a woman that killed over 600 people, and we've literally just spoke about a guy who um you know just made music and then sat in his home in detroit just worked a normal uh laboring job but just happened to sell millions in another yeah. country that he wasn't even aware of so you know there's no there's no limit if they've done something we'll talk yeah, about we them care. this is the story of people and what they do so it doesn't matter what they've done whether it be big or small as long as i can research about it <laughs> i think a cool episode for the future might be you know how sometimes i find it really annoying that there's like people that have done cool things but not enough to fill like an yep. hour episode i think maybe in the future we'll do like an episode with loads of little stories of like people that have done cool things but you not you can't really totally, flesh out totally we'll have that in in the future as well we shall have that to listen to all right guys um yeah so hit us up on the social medias oh, also if you could please i know i've asked for a lot tonight i'm asking for bloody i'm asking for follows and you've asked for a lot and a lot of these from these people yeah um yeah Hit us up on the Kofi page if you're that way inclined. Hit us up on all the social medias. Drop us a like. Um, and um, also, uh, if you could, uh, whatever platform you are listening to us on, uh, drop us a little review. Uh, be that five star, if you will. Uh, or, you know. Specifically Apple. If you're yeah, on Apple, Apple that would be fantastic. That really helps. If we can get like a little review on Apple Podcasts, um, just to tell everyone that you like us. And then hopefully we can get more people to like us too. And then, yeah, we will be eternally grateful like the little alien toys in Toy Story. You saved our lives. Exactly. You will have saved our lives because we're at that point. If this doesn't work, I don't know what else to do. (laughs) Right. Okay, then, guys. Um, Thank you very much for listening. And join us next week as we talk about Herr Hitler. Bye-bye. Farewell. Farewell.